Hello, everyone. This is Premier Chess CEO, National Master, Evan Rabin, and I am very excited to be here on the 147th edition of the Premier Chess Podcast with a special guest, Christian Ortiz, who I met a few uh, weeks back. He was playing in the Corporate Chess League, um, and recently uh, his team, uh, Deloitte, uh, actually got third place in the first FIDE uh, World Chess uh, corporate championships, uh, which was, uh, yeah, really amazing. And uh, yeah, actually a couple of weeks ago, we actually had uh, Inna Egress, uh, who actually was on the first place team uh, on. And, uh, you know, I just want to say it's uh, so great to, uh, you know, just see uh, you know, a bunch of companies coming together, uh, you know, all around the world, uh, you know, networking and, uh, you know, building uh, you know, their, their, their platform, uh, you know, through chess. So, um, so Kristen, um, you know, has been uh, with Deloitte now for about six years, uh, you know, where he's a senior consultant, uh, you know, advising uh, businesses. Um, and there's actually two main reasons that I wanted to bring Kristen on the podcast today. Um, one, to talk a little bit more about, you know, sort of corporate chess and uh, you know, his experiences so far, especially uh, doing very well, being on the third place team and uh, the recent championship, but um, also to talk uh, about how chess and HR, uh, you know, do relate to each other. But uh, before we get into all of that, could you just talk a little bit more about yourself and kind of where you got to, how you got to where you are today? Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Evan. And greetings for, for all the viewers for today. I'm, I'm very happy to be here. Just okay. My, my name is Christian. I'm from Peru. I'm a psychologist. I'm a social entrepreneur too. So I've been part of the HR uh, business since I finished my career. Uh, I lead different projects about related to HR and, and human capital for national and multinational companies. And at the same time, I love to play chess. I, I used to I used to play since. I was 12 um, playing for, for some national, international uh, competition in my country. So, so far I just, I just played just a couple of times uh, by Lee Chess or on chess.com. But uh, so I think chess is a, is a great educational tool that provides us better opportunities to, to improve ourselves, to improve our ideas, to see in advance. So I truly recommend it. So I definitely want to get into, you know, more about the benefits of chess and business and in life. But uh, first thing I really wanted to ask about, um, I really don't know much about, you know, what the chess scene is like in Peru. Um, you know, actually, uh, I do know uh, a couple players who have, you know, come from there. Um, you know, my friend, international master uh, Raven Sturt. Uh, was actually living there for a couple of years. I don't know if you had a chance to uh, meet him while he was uh, there. Um, you know, I have a friend, uh, you know, who, who is, you know, from, uh, you know, Peru um, and whatnot. But uh, what, what is the chess scene in general like in, in Peru? Well, chess in Peru is a, is a big movement. So recently we, we developed different uh, players from this early age. So I think we, we, we won uh, many times the, the Pan American Chess, chess Championship. So uh, the, in, in 
in Peru in chess, especially in South America, we, we have a big gap in terms of, of Elo Fide because here, for instance, in Peru, there, there are not many many tournaments for with with ready players. So that's the reason because many, many chess players in Peru, they're, they're very, very strong, but they didn't they didn't show much in their Elo Fide. So Peru, it's a it's a place where where you can find very very strong players in bleeds in in a regular tournament and in you know in any kind of competition, uh, but it's like we didn't have much opportunities to play in in international uh, competition. That's that's why I think we are just in the middle. Yeah, well, this was definitely obviously a great opportunity to. Uh, yeah, I mean, compete with organizations, uh, you know, all around the world. Um, you know, COVID-19 has been obviously a little bit of a strange time, uh, of course, for, you know, everyone. But uh, one of the biggest advantages uh, is just people are online now. People are used to these uh, Zoom conversations. Um, and I made so many, uh, you know, valid, valuable connections during this time. Um, you know, one person who, you know, comes to mind is, uh, you know, my good friend, Marty Katz, who's been on the podcast uh, before. And uh, actually, he came to my office uh, two days ago to uh, visit and, uh, you know, meet. And, uh, you know, it was actually funny because both of us, right when he got here, realized uh, that we never met each other before. <laughs> you know, and, and it was like such a bizarre, like, realization that we both had. You know, I've known him now for actually about a year um, in, in uh, yes, through through some various networking groups. And, uh, you know, we're part of actually a mastermind now that uh, a lot of others, uh, great professionals are in, including Manuela Senator, who you know, actually. Um, she was actually also on uh, our podcast a couple months back. So, um, and, and she's another one, actually, by the way, who I've never met in person. Um, really doesn't feel like that, but it's just true, <laughs> you know, yeah. um, but yet she's, you know, one of the closest people in, in my network um, and she does great video productions. So, um, yeah, so, so, so tell me, uh, let, let, let's get into, you know, your career. You've been with Deloitte now for, you know, six years. Um, what I know, I mean, Deloitte's obviously a huge company. So first tell us uh, a little bit about, you know, the work that you do at Deloitte. Oh yeah, uh, I I get I get a position in Deloitte when I finish my career. I I started Samark University. It's one of the most oldest university in Peru. So thanks to my uh, performance, uh, I got two scholarships. One scholarship wow. was in in Colombia, so I studied there for one semester. So then uh, in the in my in my last year, I won a also on a scholarship for an exchange program uh, to study in Montreal, in Montreal University in Canada. So oh, wow. over there, since I has been in my career, you know, psych psychologist, uh, it has many branch. One of them is their organizational psychology or the corporate psychology. So that, that's really, I'm really passionate about it. So that's why when I come back to Peru, I decided to apply for, uh, for an internship. Uh, in the law, so I got I got the, uh, the the privilege to to get a place, and then I started to to see and help many companies with different HR process like 
uh, attraction and, and recruiting, like uh, like change management, like organization design, and, and many many different different challenges uh, that many companies are facing so far in terms of, of human capital. So I'm, I'm, I'm very happy because I'm, I'm growing very fast and I, I have many opportunities to not only lead projects in Peru, but also in other countries. Yeah, and I think, um, you know, we're working with businesses, uh, you know, of all types, um, you know, we, we actually see that there's a big relation actually of, uh, you know, chess and HR. Um, a couple of weeks ago, we actually had uh, my good friend, uh, Linda Brenner, uh, on the podcast who runs, uh, you know, more of a boutique uh, HR consulting company uh, based out of Atlanta that, you know, works with um, some major corporations uh, like Delta and Home Depot and uh, others, mostly uh, headquartered uh, in Atlanta. Uh, but uh, what to you um, is the biggest relationship uh, between chess uh, in HR, you know, wh wh how can you tell me maybe a time or two that uh, you've actually used your chess skills uh, in your day-to-day -day job uh, at Deloitte? What what a great question, Evan. I, I believe I believe a company like a it's like a it's like a chessboard. Uh, in a company, you have many many departments, many people. Every people has a responsibility, and all of them have the same goal. So it's like in chess, we want to mm -hmm. win. So in order to, to have a great performance in, your, in, in the board, you need to align all the forces in the same, in the same path. So mm -hmm. it, it's, it's, it's kind of the same in a company. So if you start, uh, start working with different departments with the same direction, with the same activities, you can achieve, you can finally achieve your goal. Uh, so many, many companies that uh, they used to, uh, they, they, they like to work like in silos, many, many, you know, small, small teams just making their, their own goals without a common goal. So it's like in chess also, if you have structures in different position in the, in the king side, in the queen side, and they are not coordinated, you, you never win. So I think, I think chess is a perfect activity in order to see with more clear uh, an, an overview in, a, in any company, Evan. Yeah, and I think what you said there is, is very important. Um, my good friend Jim Egerton um, wrote a book called Business on the Board, uh, and one of the things he talks about uh, quite a bit in the book um, and talking, we actually did a great event together at UBS uh, a couple of years ago uh, in conjunction with my friend Todd Feldman, who's a big UBS financial advisor. And, uh, you know, he, he talks about just all the employees working together, um, you know, to, to be productive. Um, and then also, you know, every single employee uh, on the chessboard has a different value, uh, but they, you know, work to uh, increase or... Uh, you know, lower, uh, you know, the, the, those values. Um, mm -hmm. Have you uh, ever actually like, I mean, I'm sure you've given, you know, lots of presentations to clients and, and colleagues. Uh, have you ever actually like used chess specifically in like any of your presentations? Yeah, 
I, I remember, I remember uh, one time with uh, in in a meeting. Uh, I I try to express the importance of every single employee. Since mm. the blue collars to the executive, everyone has a role and responsibility to come through our goal. So in chess, it's, it's like uh, since from from the pound to the queen, we ah. all have the, the the power and the responsibility to to jump into a, a, a winning position. So mm. that that was. That was very, very interesting. And then also I remember the, 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 the old story of La Ursisa. I, I used to tell in my social project, which is LACE. It's a, it's a, it's a project that we provide free English classes to, to children and adolescents in, in Peru and Latin America. Uh, we work with many volunteers. Um, and I always like to, to share the story of the La Ursisa when uh, a, king, a king lost his son, uh, someone come, and, and show him the chess, the chess uh, game, and it was it was a very very interesting uh, idea when um, the, the the king understand in play, during the during the chess game that the his son sacrificed in order to win the world. So every every good uh, intention, every every action that we can make, maybe can cause some effort, but at the end of the day, if we achieve the goal, is, is all that we want to do. So I, I really like to share that story, Eva. Wow, yeah, and, and, I, and I think that, um, you know, it's, it's extremely important, um, you know, and that's why we do uh, teach, uh, you know, classes at Google and uh, Citigroup and uh, Kramer 11, the law firm, a uh, bunch of other, you know, corporations, because, you know, we're not just teaching uh, you know, how to move pieces around, uh, you know, we're actually teaching uh, ways for, you know, employees to, you know, develop their, uh, you know, critical thinking skills, um, you know, competition, uh, you know, intuition, um, et cetera. Um, so the next uh, somewhat related, but uh, different question about, you know, just in HR um, is, to you, you know, as an HR consultant who, you know, actually works with, uh, you know, major corporations, what do you see as the biggest lessons, uh, you know, employees uh, could, could learn through chess classes oh, and, and, wow. and competing in, uh, you know, corporate chess championships, right? If I'm, uh, you know, let's say, uh, yeah, like a, a team lead at, uh, I don't know, a bank, um, mm -hmm. You know, you know why? Why? Why would I bring chess classes uh, into my organization? Well, chess chess has a lot of benefits from from different areas, since cognitive, since uh, business skills, abilities, negotiation, uh, decision taking. You have many, many reasons why uh, the employees need to develop that kind of skill that that chess provides us. Uh, so one, one of the most important thing, maybe if you, when you play chess, you have the opportunity to see the future uh, in terms of different alternative and mm. try to analyze uh, exactly what is going to happen next. So this is, this is very common when an organization, when I, when I make a decision, uh, they need to think about the future, uh, 
since since the present now, uh, who they are, they, who they want to be, and for the future in where I want to play. So so chess is a tremendous uh, sport which provides us all those benefits for professional. And the best part is chess is, is available for any age. So it, it doesn't matter if you are 20s and 30s and 40s, you can learn how to play chess and you, you can be fun also just, just playing of that. So I think I, I always recommend anyone who want to start a jump in the, in the chess session and a trainer, I, I recommend it 100%. It, it helps us a lot. Amazing. Amazing. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, look, we, we, we do um, constantly, um, you know, grow, uh, you know, through, through corporate classes. Um, you know, I uh, personally, you know, worked at Oracle for you know, several years and, um, you know, I developed quite a bit actually through, you know, things like Toastmasters and yoga uh, and other, you know, attractions that, uh, you know, the company offered, uh, you know, team outings. Um, and that's where really where, you know, you, you build. Um, so let's move on and, and talk a little bit about uh, this recent uh, FIDE championships. Um, I know before that you were in the uh, corporate uh, chess league uh, at, uh, you know, the Charlotte Chess Center. Um, and, uh, you know, Peter uh, has been uh, putting on. Um, and then uh, I think you, you kind of took things, uh, you know, to the next level, actually. And, uh, you know, played in the, uh, yeah, feeding uh, corporate uh, chess championships. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we, um, as you know, uh, you know, do classes at uh, a bunch of these, uh, you know, companies, uh, you know, out there. Um, but uh, yeah, we're just like we do with our school programs. We, we do try to take them to the next level, compete in tournaments, uh, you know, make a name for their organization um, and more. But um, what was it like for you to uh, you know, recruit uh, a Deloitte team and, um, you know, kind of take them to the next level? Wow. That, that, that one of the most amazing thing is like when you find someone from different countries who share the same passion as, as you already have. So uh, we, we, we have a large burn with many extraordinary professionals. So many, uh, many of them uh, play chess. So that's decided we, we just be part of, that, of the competition. So any competition in a virtual environment is differently than when you go to, you know, the uh, real tournament. Uh, but the, the sense of the sense of community, the sense of, of team, uh, it, it's important in order to, to achieve results. I remember for, for any round, we just discussing or, or just texting or chatting. Uh, so what, what, what was our position? If we try our best in order to get a good a good result or, or something like that, it's a very very interesting way how how can we uh, just organize and, and you know try to try to compete as a team even though we were in different countries and we didn't know see each other before. So I think that this is the magical thing of of chess, and also uh, 
I remember something very important that chess gave us so far is the sense of, of discover and identifying a purpose. Every move in chess has a purpose. And in life, every decision also has a purpose, especially in a company. If you don't have a purpose, if you don't understand why you do something, it maybe takes you many, many, many times to understand uh, what is your right direction. So I think it's a, that, that is a very important topic in order to say that, Ivan. Mm. Yeah, no. Um, and, and, I mean, what, what you said is something I, I definitely say all the time. Um, you know, every single move on and off the board uh, has to have a, a purpose, right? Every business decision that we make, we want to make sure that, you know, it's the best. Um, I actually gave a little rant this morning at our uh, virtual spring break camp um, to the students, um, you know, saying that we always need uh, to always find the best move, right? Not, not even just a good move, but, um, you know, the, the best one that's going to give us the biggest return on uh, investment. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's, uh, you know, incredibly important, both, uh, you know, business and in life and in chess, uh, you know, to always be, um, yeah, like um, making our thought process uh, the best they could possibly be. Uh, in order to, um, yeah, get the best results, uh, which you, you know, definitely did, um, you know, getting, you know, their place in the championship. So tell me, you had, uh, you know, teammates from all over the world. Um, what was like the training like? How did you, uh, you know, stay connected? Uh, you know, did you do like, you know, weekly like, trainings together? Did you have any coaching or, uh, you know, what, how, how, Talk about like your road to third place. Uh, well, we we have we have some conversation before the the tournament. Just exchange some openings and just the casual preparation. Um, I think it, it, it just for the environmental, uh, you know, in a virtual uh, background, it's, it's kind of difficult. But we were discussing about the, just especially the openings for why I'm black and, and try to avoid some common traps and, and just be ready when, when we need to push and try to get some opportunities. So it, yeah, but it was most, most of discussion talking about how can we play it against any, any player. So and you remember chess is more a scientific uh, sport. So you can study your opponent in advance, you know, you know how they play, what, what openings uh, he likes and what, what are their weakness. So we try to do, we try to do that in order to, you know, to get the better result against the strong players. And also another topic that, that it's very important just to, to say is that Chess give us the, the opportunity to improve and keep improving in every single game that we that we play or in, a, in any single competition that, that we are part of. And it's the same in a company. Uh, we need to improve every single day in order to keep relevant in the market, in order to maintain a, a, a leader position. We need to improve, improve, improve. At the same time, chess is the same. If we if we are allowed to make a mistake, but we need to learn from those mistakes. So, if you fail, fail fast, but learn fast too. Yeah, no, and and and, and learning from your mistakes, of course, is is very important. And uh, yeah, it's important to 
uh, you know, constantly uh, stay engaged and, uh, you know, move, uh, make, make sure that, uh, yeah, we're, we're learning from, you know, everything, uh, you know, that we, that we do. So, um, yeah, well, um, yeah, the, the, the last thing I, I really wanted to, you know, to talk to you about, you, you brought it up before, but uh, you do have a, a very interesting nonprofit, actually, uh, where you, um, you know, expand, uh, you know, the knowledge of uh, English. Um, could you uh, tell us a little bit more about that organization and, uh, you know, how people could get involved? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, when I was a kid, uh, my mom taught me that education is a key aspect for a better society. That's why when I just grow up, I just want to improve the educational system in my country. Uh, and in Peru, there are more than 8 million children that couldn't uh, learn how to speak English. So mm -hmm. that's why I decided to found uh, LACE, which is, a, which, is, which is a social project that we provide free English classes to children from 6 to 15 years old. This movement started with 10 volunteers uh, from students and, and professionals. And so far we are more than 200 uh, volunteers all around Peru and South America. Wow, that's impressive. Uh, yeah, yeah. And this was, is all a nonprofit, correct? Yeah, it's it's all nonprofit. The class is 100% for free. And we currently impact in more than 2000 students from Peru and 16 countries. So our purpose is to make English accessible to everyone. Uh, as, as you know, Eva, in South America, we speak Spanish, but in order to improve our, our skill for, for a global professional, we need to speak English. So it means we need to be bilinguals. But here in, in Latin America, there are many, many, many gaps uh, for education. So that's why I decided to lead this project. And I'm very happy for all the all the attraction and all the people who just want to join us and be part of the team. We teach classes two times a week uh, for one hour. And in our last program, apply more than 11,000 kids just ready for learning English. And we are not only teach English, but also we add some extra extra classes like environmental uh, environmental education, financial education for kids, in order to 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 form the the leaders. Of, of tomorrow and of course of today. So they, this project is, is being selected as a, as a part of the uh, Global Competitive Leadership Program of Georgetown University. I'm a global competitive leader for 2021. So I'm very happy for that. And I'm very happy to, to create a positive impact in my country, Evan. Wow. Um, yeah, so um, yeah, I mean, props to you for you know, giving back um, that's another very common theme that we've, you know, had, uh, you know, on the podcast, uh, just the importance to, um, yeah, like see uh, where there are uh, needs um, and, you know, really, uh, you know, give it back in that regard. Uh, speaking of which, um, you know, we are looking forward to July 11th to 18th, uh, 2021. Uh, when we are going back to partner with Teresa Grant's Make a Difference Now um, in uh, Moshi, Tanzania, uh, where we teach for six days uh, and do a safari for three days. Um, and uh, yeah, um, I am actually getting my second vaccine 
uh, tomorrow. Uh, and those that uh, do have both vaccines are uh, permitted to uh, go. And uh, who knows, maybe we'll, we'll have you this year um, for yeah. this uh, yeah, amazing uh, opportunity every uh, year uh, you know, that we do. Last year, we uh, unfortunately had to miss it, but um, yeah, I very much look forward to uh, going back um, in uh, just a few months, it'll be here, uh, you know, before we know it. So, um, well, I, I want to, you know, thank you so much for, you know, coming on, uh, talking a little bit about the chess scene in Peru, uh, some of the applications of chess and HR, uh, some of the benefits of corporate chess classes, uh, the recruitment of a corporate team, uh, the road to your third place uh, success in the first FIDE uh, corporate chess championships, um, and also talking about uh, English classes in Peru and the uh, importance of uh, giving back to the community. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to add while you're on the podcast today? Uh, yeah, just, just I just want to say that everything and everyone can make an impact that matters every single day. Just, you know, even, even if we just make one small and, and little action, we can generate a multiplicated impact to, to everyone. So it, it's about us, uh, the future is now, even. Yeah, and, and that's so true, right? You never know um, what one, uh, you know, little back, little bit of impact could make. make. Um, you know, one of my uh, dear friends and mentors, uh, Steve Eisenberg, um, was, you know, talking about a couple months ago how, uh, you know, there was actually once a Torah class that he was going to teach and people even told him, oh, there's not going to be a lot of people. You should, uh, you know, consider canceling it. Um, and he was like, no, I'm not going to cancel it no matter what. You know, if I teach one person, uh, you know, Torah today, well, they might teach it to 10 people. Right. Um, and sure enough, they had like a few people come. And, um, you know, since then, like he would like, you know, literally refuse to you know, cancel something. Um, so the truth is, yeah, I mean, even a small little gesture uh, can mean, uh, you know, all the difference in the world. You know, you teach one kid English, uh, he might in return teach, you know, 10 kids, uh, you know, English, um, which actually does remind me of a, something that another podcast episode um, mentioned uh, when we had uh, Dwayne Barber, who is actually the Dean of Scholastic Chess. Um, and he actually says uh, at the, the Tanker tournament, which is the U.S. Uh, high school champions uh, tournament uh, from their representatives from each state. Uh, and he actually tells all the kids, you know, I want you all this year to teach at least 10 new kids chess. Right. And mm -hmm. considering there'll be a snowball effect, uh, you know, that could be huge. Right. So um, it, it's all like you, you never know. Uh, again, what, you know, one little thing, uh, you know, could do, uh, you know, especially if it's, uh, you know, at the right time. So um, I, yeah. I agree with uh, everything you're saying, man. Yeah, absolutely. And if anyone want to join us into the, this social movement to, to transfer education in Latin America, you can join us on, on Facebook. We are like Learn and Share English in different, in Instagram, Twitter, you can, you can. And uh, follow us, and you know, just be part of of a of a movement who who create change in Latin America. Well, keep all keep up all the great work that you know you do. 
Um, and yeah, if anyone would like to, you know, learn more about, uh, you know, the, the nonprofit that you're working with, um, or maybe the work that you're doing, uh, you know, with Deloitte, um, how can people get a hold of you? Oh, yeah. I'm on LinkedIn and like Christian Ortiz Elizarbe, you can find me. And I'm, I'm ready to, to work with anyone. If anyone has any question, I'm ready to, to help. Okay, wonderful. And we could certainly put you in touch with Christian uh, as well. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for your time today. And we look forward to being in touch and uh, seeing the progress with everything you do. All right. Thank you so much, Emma. Take care. Ciao. Bye-bye. <laughs>